Hey, it's Brandon. Welcome to Transform Your Workplace. As always, this episode is hosted and sponsored by Zenium HR. Zenium is supporting small and medium-sized organizations for all of their people practices and their processes like payroll, HR, leadership development, compensation strategy, and so much more. And now through the end of April 2021, we are allowing people to sign up and fill out the Beyond Compensation Total Rewards Survey. It's a free free survey for you to participate in. It, it allows you to enter all of your perks and benefits and things that you're doing from that respect. And we will analyze it, all the participants and the, the, the organizations that are participating, and we will benchmark the overall population and what they're doing. So you get a report at the end of it. It's a free report. It'll say what other companies like you are doing. And it could be helpful long-term for planning your perks and benefits and and all of that. Anyway, sign up at zenumhr.com and there's a link in the show notes. Would love to have you participate. Okay, so this is a special episode. I had such a great time with this one. So Gabrielle Cohen is our guest for today. She's an internal employee at Zenium and is one of my recent hires. So I added her to the team. So, you know, I'm talking to really amazing people on this podcast and I have this idealistic view of, of you know, how you should treat people and <laughs> how onboarding should look like and all that. So I hired Gabrielle about a month and a half ago and... I mean, hiring is tough in itself, but hiring somebody while working remotely when you're not used to working remote is challenging. And so I wanted to make sure she felt welcome and and had a good experience from the recruiting side to the interviewing to all the way to the onboarding phase, like, uh, you know, a one one month and beyond uh, on the job. And anyway, she was gracious in, in letting me kind of open up the door talking about the onboarding experience and you're going to hear from her just like you know what what somebody is looking for and what they want and I think it could really help your recruiting and if you're in HR obviously the onboarding and then for hiring managers too, just give you insight to what candidates and new employees are looking for and what makes them feel welcome and special so anyways it's an intimate look at our process, I mean, it's definitely Zenium centric, but I'm hoping that there's there's some tidbits you can take away or some ideas that you can implement when you're onboarding your next person while working remotely. So hope you enjoy this. By the way, the reason I'm doing this topic is because we're hearing time and time again from executives, uh, leaders, they're struggling with onboarding people, new employees uh, in a remote workforce. So Anyways, I turned I turned this on pretty quick, and Gabrielle was so nice to to have me do this. So hopefully you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, any of those places, and we gladly respond. Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Gabrielle is on the podcast today. Welcome, Gabrielle. How are you? 
Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Well, this is going to be really fun. So we are going to do an intimate look at our onboarding process. This is a very unique situation. So I hired you about a month ago. And what's interesting about the times right now is that onboarding while working remotely, so everything has been virtual. It's just, I thought we would shed some light on what went well and what didn't. So you are graciously giving us your time and will hopefully, let's say, poke holes in all the good and the bad that came with the onboarding. So first off, give us a little bit of your background. So have you gone through the process of like applying and because you just finished school, college in the springtime of last year. So imagine you were applying to different places and everybody has sort of a different experience. So let's start with like just the, that part of it, applying for jobs. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I did graduate last June, June of 2020, like three months after the pandemic hit and I was doing online school and then just started doing online job searching. Right. Um, It was pretty daunting for sure. I had done a little job hunting during college, but nothing. I wasn't looking for professional jobs then. I was only looking for more like part-time work while I was going to school. And so I'd had a little experience job hunting, but nothing like what I took on when I started looking post-college. And it was pretty intimidating. And I think that you know, not only was it new for me to be looking, but I think it was new for a lot of employers to be searching for employees that way. And definitely when I first started looking in June, it was just kind of a mess. You could tell that there were a lot of hiring freezes. So not only was I sort of what I thought of as cold applying to places where I would just find a job listing, um, on their page or I'd see on LinkedIn or one of the search engines I was using, but I was also doing some networking and contacting people that were working at places I was interested in working, doing some informational interviews. And a lot of what I was getting was pretty, not negative, but people were not hiring. There were hiring freezes and people didn't know what they were what they were really going to be doing or when they were going to be hiring again. And I think that as I went along in the process and we got more used to the online work, that things definitely got better. So when I was looking in versus June, it was definitely better and people had a better understanding of what they were asking for. And people were more clear about just what was happening at their company and how they were going to hire people. That's the, the kind of the weird part about when you entered into this, this workforce, the job market at the time, it was, it was an employer or sorry, an employee market right. for so long. And then everything's just sort of shut down. And then it's like, and it flip flopped and it's like, eh, not sure when we're going back to the office. We're not, we're kind of freezing hiring and all that stuff. And so then you're kind of sitting here like right after after college and you're like, okay, I'm going to start applying for jobs. And it sounds like you're pretty active, (laughs) but I'm really curious about the experience on the applying side. Like were the experiences pretty similar when you're applying for different jobs? Like maybe give us your 
best and worst experiences when it comes to applying and whether or not you hear back. And Yeah. So I was trying to stay organized and kept an Excel spreadsheet of everything that I had applied to just so that I could keep track if I needed to um, reach out again or just so I knew how long it had been since I had applied. Um, and so I think I would say maybe about half of the spreadsheet got anything filled out secondarily after I applied. So I guess what I mean by that is after I applied somewhere, if I heard back at all, right? Not you didn't get it, not you did get it, just no communication after applying whatsoever. I would say some of the worst application experiences were places where there are a couple different things <laughs> that I didn't really like. The first one was you would send in your application and you'd put in your email because they pretty much always ask for an email and you wouldn't get a confirmation email that they received your application. So you wouldn't even ever know if it had gone through, which was yeah. kind of frustrating because you want that. You spent a long time on your resume and your cover letter and you want to know that they got it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then another thing was just no timeline at all. So you'd submit something and they would tell you they got it, but then maybe you wouldn't hear back for two months, right? Nothing. Like mm -hmm. not, we're looking at them, just absolute like radio silence, wouldn't hear back at all. And then the third thing that I didn't love was sometimes you would hear back, but because it felt like it was such a employer market, the kinds of reasons why you would have gotten like removed from the selection pool would be things that just weren't listed in the um, job posting. So there was one job I applied for that was an entry-level job, but they automatically sorted all of the candidates out who didn't have any previous experience with their specific CRM, which I found kind of frustrating because it was an entry-level job. And I was pretty sure that I could have learned the CRM. Yeah. You learn it. So, but I mean, because the favor was, and still is, I think really on the employer side for hiring, they were able to do that. And that was what it was. The best hiring experience I had was at Zenium. Seriously. When I sent in my application, there was immediately, I mean, of course I got the like automated email saying that my application had been received. And once I clicked submit on the web page, there was a automated message that said that I would hear back within three weeks, which was um, you know, a better and more upfront timeline than any other place had given me. And then throughout the whole process, everyone that I worked with, you and Kathleen, everyone told me what the next step was and how long it was going to take, which was just felt like above and beyond to me based on the other things that I, you know, witnessed throughout the process. On the, just the, the whole applying and hearing back and I'm curious as a like a candidate, what are your expectations on timeline? Because you said that like on the Zenium side, it said like three weeks, but then you probably had different experiences with others. But I'm curious, like, what are you hoping for in terms of a timeline? I don't really think I had expectations going into it. And up until the point where I went through the Zenium hiring process, two months, sound, I mean, it didn't sound great but it didn't sound unreasonable either, right? I think the problem with the two months was that there was no communication in between the, my submission and hearing back. And I don't think that two months is completely insane. Just I, I would want to know what was going on. It seems very dragged out. It seems like it doesn't need to take that Probably long. not. Yeah. <laughs>
what about like the communication during that? So you said there's some automated emails, but even at the time we selected you for a phone screen, what was that whole process like for you? Meaning like, did you feel like it was communicative? Did you feel like it, the timeline and the transparency around the process was to your standards or do you wish that there was a little bit uh, different kind of communication? With the Zenium specifically. Right. I think that the Zenium process was really phenomenal and it way exceeded what I was expecting. But that being said, what I was comparing it to was... The bar was low. The bar was really low. And I thought you guys... I shouldn't say you guys, probably. <laughs> I thought Zenium did an awesome job, but the only things I was comparing it to, really, aside from maybe one other interview experience I had, which was positive was very little communication, mm -hmm. very little information about timeline. So with the Zenium interviews, my first interview with Kathleen, at the end, she told me the next step was interviewing with you. And she thought that she would connect with you sometime in that week. I think it was a Monday or Tuesday. It was the same day. I remember. She yeah. <laughs> You've got to email Gabrielle. She almost made the decision for me, which is really funny. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know. I told you that later. Right. She had told me that I would hear back by the end of the week, approximately, and that she was going to recommend that you meet with me. Right. And so I was not 100% sure that I was going to get to have an interview with you, but I knew that I would find out whether or not I was going to by the end of the week. And then she emailed me, I think like two hours later, which was really exciting. Um, but yeah, I guess um, this is kind of a Nordstrom thing from my Nordstrom background, but it was totally, they have a little saying, um, under promise over deliver. And it was very much that right? She said within the week and then she got back to me two hours later. So that's, that's ideal, right? Yeah. 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 So it sounds like, you know, going through that process and, you know, obviously for people listening, how they can, you know, apply some of these, these things that, that you wanted and that worked well, it sounds like communication is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the people that are applying for your jobs and interviewing for your jobs, they're, people too, right? I mean, that seems obvious, but they completely are. And it's going to reflect well on your company culture and the way you treat your employees. If you're also treating prospective employees with the same amount of respect as you would people that already work for your company, right? I'm, I'm really curious, and this is kind of shifting gears a little bit, but we're still staying on, on the timeline of you're in the hiring process, the interviewing process, but I'm curious, like, because I know culture, company culture is really important to you and just making sure that the fit is good. How do you decide if that fit is good? Is it through the interviewing process? Is it like looking at the website and reading everything? Walk me through that process. Yeah, I was pretty intense about it because the way that I did my cover letters 100% necessitated that I dig in really deep to the company culture because I really tailored my cover letters to try to reflect that I really understood the company and that... And that's much appreciated, by the way, like as a hiring manager. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and so I feel like I really knew Zenium and the company culture before I ever met any of you. I watched a ton of the videos that you guys... I keep saying you guys... <laughs> No, you're well. You're part of the team now, so that's yeah. <laughs> but we're we're talking about historical records, so I guess at the time it was you guys. 
I watched a ton of videos that Zenium has on YouTube. I, of course, watched the video that you had put on the position listing. Yeah. 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 And actually, I want to talk about that a little bit. So what we did for that role, I felt like, well, this is for one, this was a brand new role that we created. And I, f- I felt like to give it justice and to, to really talk about how it fit into the business and on the team that we do like a, a video that accompanied the job posting. I mean, it's definitely like a marketing video for the job posting, um, but I felt like to really do the position justice, I wanted the person to get to know us, who you're reporting to, which is me, and then who else is the leader on the team, which is Angela. And so we both did a video together talking about the role. I've never done it before. Our company's never done it before. Most job postings don't have anything like that, but I'm like, let's just do it. I like video and it's like, it adds something different in this remote time. What was your take on on that video? I thought it was cool. It definitely made Zenium seem up and coming or... Progressive. Yeah, progressive, modern. And of course, I'm 23. So I'm on the younger side of who's entering the workforce. And that is the kind of thing that appeals to me, right? So Yeah, and I think that the lesson here for for employers who are listening, HR people, recruiters, whomever is listening would be to make sure that you have digital assets yeah. that show off your culture. Definitely. Um your social channels, videos, whatever it may be. I couldn't watch any of those videos if they hadn't existed. Exactly. Yeah, and then you're then you're sort of taking a risk not knowing what the culture is like. You could, maybe the job sounds good, but what if Yeah. what if you don't really know who's hiring you? Yeah. And then you get in there and it's just a total I don't know, it's a total opposite of what you thought it would be. Yeah, I consumed so much Zenium content before any of my interviews. I was convinced that I had a pretty good understanding of what was going on, you know? Yeah. What was the interviewing process like being remote? It's so weird because you're you're sort of you're entering the workforce at a time during COVID where our workforce is remote or a lot of workforces are remote, but I mean, you probably didn't have that experience before. You said you worked for Nordstrom and a couple other places in college, and those are probably all in-person interviews. So walk me through that process, what it was like in prep for you, and just that experience. Um, Personally, I liked it better than in-person interview experiences that I've had, just because there were so many elements that would usually make me nervous. Like driving there and sitting in the parking lot and waiting. Right. All all those things that where you're in a position where you're not comfortable because you're in a new space, maybe you have to wait, right? A lot of times when you go to a big interview, you'll see the other candidates. Like there's all that stuff. (laughs) Oh, waiting in the waiting room or something. Oh, and yeah. maybe you'll have to wait. You have a slot, a time slot, and maybe you don't go until the end, right? So I got to set up my space, right? I got to decide what my environment was going to be like for the interview. I didn't have to go anywhere, get myself anywhere, drive. I didn't have to wait for my start time. You know, I mean, I had to wait in the morning when I was anticipating it, but I got to wait. You just click click a link and launch the video call. Right. It was much less stressful for me. Every day that I had an interview, um, I made sure that I'd gone on my walk because I try to go on a walk every day. I try. I went beforehand. So I got out some of that like nervous energy. Um, I would try to 
every day before there were three interviews. So like the three days before I would do research on that person specifically usually. And I came prepared with questions I had for the specific people I was meeting with. Um, but then I tried not to do too much of that the morning of, of course, because it's sort of like with any big thing, you know, I sort of interacted with it like it was some of the plays I've been in or something, just trying to be in my best physical and mental state entering the interview. And I think that that was made easier for me with the interviews being remote. I imagine a lot of people probably feel the same. It's just easier. I mean, you can you can literally roll out of bed if you needed to, or if you're going to one video call to another, like it's just easy. Like click a link, join the interview, all good. So after the interviewing process, communication and the actual hiring process when we decided to to bring you on, just what was that experience like for you? Um, and what would you expect? Um, it was really exciting. I was so excited. Um, after meeting the four people I met through the interview process, I really wanted this job. I was trying to manage expectations a little bit because I knew that it wasn't a guarantee, of course. So when I did get the call from you, I was super pumped. Um, I think the experience of finding out that I was being offered the position and figuring out some of the logistics of when I was going to start and all the stuff I needed to get was pretty smooth. I think you were really respectful and accommodating of my comfort level around coronavirus and the precautions we're taking. And I appreciated how considerate you were of how I wanted to do the equipment handoff and stuff. Right. On day one, we need to do a handoff. We need to get you set up in the system, all that stuff. And it was just like, okay, well, this is the way we've always done it, but everybody's comfort level is different. And so I I felt like in that case, you'd already alluded a couple of times in the interview that you were not comfortable. And so I was like, let's meet her where she's at. Yeah. And I think that most employers should probably flex a little bit more in this case. So day one, onboarding. Yes. Um, we saw each other in person one time. Mm-hmm. Um, quit my hand off. Basically saw each other for like maybe 10 minutes and then and moved on. But what was that day like for you? I mean, communication wise, uh, training, what was that like for you? I just keep saying exciting. It was exciting. I had a great time. Um, I was excited to get all my equipment. There was more equipment than I realized, and I didn't know how useful it would all be. So that was exciting. I'm completely using all of it. Um, Zenium had a gift basket for me, which was so nice. I was so excited. What was in the swag basket? Yeah, the swag basket. There was a water bottle, a Zenium water bottle, and a mug, which I... I have used every day since very proudly, though for a couple early meetings, I made sure not to expose it because I didn't want to feel like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to be like, it's my second day and I'm so excited. Um, Yeah, exactly. Which, which I am, but you know, I didn't need people to know that yet. And there were two books, the book for the book club and another book that I have not started yet, but I think maybe you had a podcast with the author at some point. Was it what's going well? Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. Greg Bell, he's a local author and we've done, I've done a podcast with him on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, there was a notebook and a notepad and mints and chapstick and so like having all that stuff's pretty important like oh and two I mean, bottles of wine <laughs> yeah yeah well we gotta have wine yeah yeah well we, we have a sister company that's a, a right winery, so we gotta right. include the stoller family estate i was not expecting a a gift basket or whatever you want to call it yeah. yes a gift basket whatever you want to yeah. call it a welcome welcome basket we'll call it that um a welcome basket yeah and i don't think it was necessary but i loved it you know I definitely appreciated immediately having some sort of company pride stuff to feel like, you know, it's sort of like when you start college and you get your college sweatshirt, it sort of makes you feel like you're instantly part of the team, right? Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, when we're in the office and we have desks, we're obviously putting that stuff on the desk. And so the welcome basket that we gave you, it's not our norm, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, how do you make this special yeah to make the person really feel like they're part of the team and welcome because beyond the handoff you're immediately going separate ways and right communicating digitally so i felt like there's a couple things that we could do to probably make that a little bit more special for you on your on your first day yeah i thought that was was a nice way to do it let's talk about some of the like the training part and just the what's part of the onboarding i feel like the onboarding process kind of lasts an entire month really like you get hired you do the training the orientation and then you just sort of you know get to know people and stuff interaction with other people i think has got to be important at this juncture with covid and just really communicating and getting to know people there's a couple different things that we do pretty regularly, which is one-on-ones. So manager, employee, one-on-ones. We have a lot of cross-department collaboration. Your role in particular, not sure long-term how much it's going to have, but it's important that you get to know people. So basically what we did was is I built a calendar and got leaders from every department to meet with you. And so I had that kind of pre-scheduled for that first week. What was that like for you? I had a lot of fun with that because it was probably the most socializing that I've done in months. Um, And it was so cool to get to meet everyone, not everyone, but different people from each department, each team, because it really helped me build out my mental map of what was happening at the company. I think being able to talk to someone from benefits and someone from payroll and someone from the HR side really helped me understand what all those teams are doing and who's in all of those teams and who takes on what responsibilities. And so it was sort of a benefit in two ways. I got to meet a bunch of people in the company and sort of get to know the personalities of different people on different teams. And then I also now have a better understanding of the structure of the company and what the different teams are doing day to day. One other thing I'll just say about the the meeting. So that's pretty standard with our onboarding process. And of course, it's a lot easier when you can actually get, walk to somebody's desk and then have a conversation. But we have this like, uh, you probably know what it's called. It's like the get to know you work sheet. And so it's, I think it's the an get Excel. Get to know Zenium challenge. Get to know Zenium challenge. Yeah. So we basically have all the departments and the people that you need to meet with. Uh, I think it's just by department. So that way you can interview multiple people. But there's like set questions for each category. 
And so you'd basically go and have a conversation and interview the people. You were really thorough with notes, but like the whole goal is to finish that whole thing. And then you turn it in to Stephanie, who's our, our internal HR uh, manager. And then you get some sort of prize. I don't know what that prize is, but uh, that's, that's her deal. Yes, yes. There's uh there's wine coolers there's right now like like wine coolers like um like a Zima <laughs> no oh, you're like, too you're too young like for like that a one. wine tumbler like, oh, like containers yes, for wine uh, I think so you pour, yeah 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 I know what you're talking about for making it portable I think you have them I do have one yeah it's like a a, a full bottle of wine will f- will fill into this tumbler thing and then there's like two cups that go along with it it's awesome. So you might want to choose that one. I think that's my second choice because ideally I want the windbreaker because I want more like wearables, Zenium swag, you know, unsurprisingly. I think the third option has something to do with camping. And so I was just kind of like, <laughs> it's just, I think it's a chair and a blanket. Or yeah. Something. I was like, I don't camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someday maybe you will enjoy it. Um, What's the like the the daily check-ins and one-on-ones? Because like I said, we one-on-ones are really important for us. I mean, especially early on. I think I was trying to meet with you every day. Yeah. Is there a balance between like meeting too much and too little? Like what's what was your expectations? Maybe you had none. Yeah, I think my expectations sort of formed as we were going along. So I wasn't exactly sure what my daily meetings by the way. I was making this up as I went. Yeah. <laughs> you might know that now, but we had to get creative with this. I mean, this is the, I haven't hired somebody in several years. Yeah. And nonetheless, I'm going to hire somebody during a remote work environment. That's, it was kind of bizarre. Yeah. I think in the beginning, I got used to meeting with a lot of people every day. And so I think about, third-ish week that started to taper off. And all of a sudden I felt like I wasn't meeting with anyone most days, usually you, but sometimes, sometimes we wouldn't find the time to connect. Um, and that was a little, just, it tapered off. So it was like fast and furious for like a week. Yeah. I think the first two weeks it was pretty fast and furious. I just had like multiple meetings with different people every day. It was just a lot of socializing. And I think now that I have more projects coming in and more solo work to do, I'm getting more comfortable with not having sort of chatty meetings with multiple people every day. But there was a little like growing pain in that, I think, like third week where I started having less meetings and wasn't quite sure what my projects were going to be yet. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's it's always interesting because I don't equate productivity with meetings necessarily. So it's like just because you're not in meetings doesn't mean you're not like doing important work. But yeah, like it definitely tapered off. I remember the first couple of days, I think it was the first it was the second day I set up a coffee meeting between Julie, uh, you and I. Talk about that because I thought that was a really fun moment that I was like, hey, let's just do this. It'd be cool. Yeah, that was very fun. I was surprised and delighted that that got to be work. Julie, being as sweet as she is, actually wanted me to get Starbucks before that meeting. And so she sent me a $10 Starbucks gift card. And both you and Julie said it was okay for me to drive to Starbucks, get a Starbucks and come back with it, which was very exciting to me. And then I got to have my little Starbucks for our meet and greet. And you brought, I think, like table topics questions. And you asked us 
we all went around and answered them. And that was just, it was like a dinner party, right? For like 45 minutes, half an hour. It was really fun. And I definitely think that by that point, I was already starting to feel like I was building relationships with all of you. And I think that was the same day that we had the all team meeting in the evening. I think so. Yeah. That was a big day for meeting everyone. But yeah, that was, it was super fun. It was like a whirlwind at the beginning, you know? Yeah. And let's not brush past, I think it was the first day, maybe it was the second day. We did like a team happy hour. Yeah, it was the second day. <laughs> the second day. Okay. Was that too early in the process for a, a team happy hour via Zoom for you? I don't know because I thought it was really interesting. I got to be a fly on the wall for the team happy hour, but there were individual people I hadn't yet met it's sort of more a one-on-one or one-on-two level. And so I had met, I think, half of the people that were in that meeting. So I just kind of was lurking on the meeting, if you will. I think it was neutral, you know? I probably would have felt more comfortable being more engaged at the meeting if I had already met everyone in a more like one-on-one setting. But it wasn't bad. I just wasn't super ready to lead the whole conversation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about like your needs as a new employee. For one, what what do you need? What do we do we meet those needs in in some cases? And then what what do you feel like if we're to do this all over again, what could we improve have improved on? And this goes for employers listening, like take take notes. I think as a new employee, my needs were still are definitely you know, building relationships with my team, my manager, my coworkers. And I think that we've been doing a really good job of that. I think another need is training on new systems and new projects and like processes multiple times, right? And I think that both you and Julie have done a really good job going through how to do something with me more than once. Because I think that especially in the whirlwind of the first couple weeks, of course, it's important to start training on the important duties of the role. But I was taking in so much information and I really appreciated, especially with the lead rotation training. I think the second week, Julie and I did a lead rotation training where she showed me how to do it. And she said, you're not taking this on yet. I'm going to keep doing this, but we're going to train again on this in two weeks and then you'll take it on. And so then about two weeks later, we did the same thing and she went through putting in a lead and rotating it. And then it was, and now it's my responsibility, right? But sort of building the confidence and reinforcing what you're teaching me before I'm completely hands-off and expected to like have fully mastered it was super important and I definitely think has been going well. And then I guess lastly, sort of related to that, being able to ask questions, even if I should know how to do something or if I've already been told, like creating the environment where I can ask the question again because I am new and maybe I missed it or maybe I just, like yesterday, right? I felt like I could have figured out how to handle that problem we were having with like both leads coming in at the same time. Yeah, right. But I just wanted to double check in case there was some sort of protocol. And I appreciated your positive attitude about me wanting to double check with you because I think that 
the kind of environment that is going to help me succeed is the kind of environment that allows me to have my autonomy, but then also be able to ask questions and make sure that everyone's on the same page and that I fully understand the processes that I'm doing. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's it's something, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people on, on this podcast about where your generation, I think you're part of Gen Z technically. And and I know a lot of your generation, I mean, to put everybody in a giant bucket is yeah. probably doing you a disservice. But but I think generally when you're coming into the workplace, you want a safe environment to ask questions, to learn, to grow, and you want autonomy too. So it's just that that whole teamwork and the positive relationships that that's something I mean, we've always tried to do at Zenium, but it's also just how we believe the workplace should be. And I try to talk about that as much as I can on this podcast. And I'm glad you shed light on that. One other thing I wanted to ask you is just about like recognition and appreciation. It's like, for me, there's like no perfect time other than like in the moment to be able to appreciate and and recognize people. Did you feel like you got that from whether it was me or other people like initially? Yeah. And how much were you expecting? I guess I wasn't expecting any because I am the kind of person that not none, but I wasn't, you know, in these first couple months, I wasn't expecting to be, you know, applauded for learning how to do my job. Right. Um, You know what I mean? Um, But I've appreciated sort of the casual, small recognitions and compliments of, Oh, like, you know what you said, I think yesterday that you were like blown away by the slideshow that I put together, that made me feel good. It made me happy. So th- those kinds of things, just like little casual comments, reinforcing that I'm doing a good job, I think. That's good. Help me get a sense that things are going well, right? Yeah. Well, the feedback loop, whether it's constructive or positive, I think is really important. It's just like, if you keep it ongoing, then it's like both ways. I mean, I'm actually curious to because we never really talked about this, but you caught a a big mistake that I had made last week. And the fact that you even came to me with it was impressive in itself, I think. I didn't know how to fix it myself, right? I came to you with it because I don't understand, you know, I haven't mastered the CRM enough to know how to tweak that. And you seemed like you were able to fix it pretty quickly. Yeah. And I think just, I tried to do that in a way that was non-accusatory, right? (laughs) Of course. I was like, I think that maybe the names got flipped, (laughs) (laughs) right? And I didn't say that it was the one that you had input either. I was just like, yeah, one of the... Right. And I I asked that question and I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely my mistake. I think I was like, one of the inputs we did together. It is interesting that like you're, what, week four or whatever? Yeah, it's been week four and you know, you're already comfortable with people on the team and I've seen you operate and I just, I think that's really cool. Well, I think that's a really a testament to the team making me feel comfortable and feeling, I feel like I can come to you and say, I think this got, you know, a little. So for employers that are listening to this and just hearing your story, what could have been improved upon or what more could somebody have done to make you even feel more connected and make you feel even better during the first month? So when I was thinking about this, I there were a bunch of things that I thought about that went really awesome and that I was super wanting to recognize had gone seamlessly and made me feel really welcomed and appreciated. There were, I think, about like two little things that I could imagine and are still totally viable things that we could do. I mean, they didn't need to happen in my first month, but 
the two things I have been thinking are my first, so we have all teams meetings, right? Every month there's an all teams meeting. And I've heard whispers that sometimes in all teams meetings, there's breakout rooms, right? Yeah. But yeah. there weren't any breakout rooms in my first all teams meeting. No, because we played work from home bingo as a whole group. So uh, most of the time we would do a question and then do breakouts. Yeah. And I would have liked that because even though I met a bunch of people from different teams, everyone I met with was, I think pretty much everyone was in a executive or managerial role, right? And so I pretty much met people at the top of their department and I didn't really meet anyone who is in a contributor role. And that was kind of my uh, my second thing, right? So I guess my second thing and my first thing are kind of the same thing, but I thought the all teams meeting would be an opportunity to meet people at varying levels of the company and then just in general, outside of the all teams meeting, it would have just been nice in general to meet people outside of our department who are at varying levels of the company. Yeah. In hindsight, I should have for sure scheduled meetings for you with different levels of contributors. One thing that hasn't come yet, which is just a more of a timing thing, is we do what's called an expert training. It's basically like an all-day training, new hire orientation for employees, new employees. So we basically wait until there's a decent-sized group of new employees. And then they go through this all-day thing where there's different segments. Like I'll come in and talk about culture and what the Excite team does for culture and just talk about the promise, which is our set of guidelines and, and behaviors that we agreed to. And I'll talk about that. We'll we'll talk about like the vision and strategy for the organization. We'll talk about our brand promise and you know what we're promising to clients in the market and that kind of thing. And there's just so much more. But that'll be a day where you get to meet with newer employees like yourself and just get to know them and just see what their experience has been like and all, and all that. Yeah. So it's coming. I think that I... It's coming. It's on my calendar for mid-April. I think that I accepted the invitation. So I guess just when I started, it's falling later than, you know, just sort of happenstance. You know, one thing just note for people listening and, and even for you too, like I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants, so to speak, <laughs> when it came to like hiring you and, and onboarding and just planning all that. I wish I would have got started a lot sooner. Like when I knew I was going down that path of hiring you, I should have started putting the calendar together faster because then I could have got more people involved that first week. I mean, it all turned out pretty well, I think, and it all worked out. But those first couple of days were stressful for me because I was just trying to, I never told you this, but I was just trying to plan and make sure that like you felt great coming in. And that was like as a, as a hiring manager and somebody who's on the leadership team, you're like, I just want this person to have a really, really kick-ass experience, you know? And I think that's probably the goals of everybody else who's hiring employees. But anyways, I just wanted to have you on because I thought you had a fresh perspective. You didn't mind talking about it. And I think it's it's something we should continue to talk about. It's like, oh, what can we improve about this onboarding process? So anyways, I just appreciate you for doing this. Is there anything else that you can think of that it's like, oh yeah. I think that was everything I had on my list. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gabrielle, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And because you're newer, I'm sure I'll have you back on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. 